good people don't smoke marijuana. If the FCC knew you were doing drugs on the air, I got high. Shut us down. I really need something to smoke right now. You're listening to American 420. Today on American 420, in honor of the royal wedding, we're enjoying a bit of an English theme as I give you a lowdown on Meghan Markle's relative and a brand new strain that he's creating just for her and us. Also, I've got a great marijuana-based recipe for English scones, and you're going to love the strain of the week, King Kong Kush. If you're looking for some 420-friendly real estate, I have the answer. And in our Dr. Jane segment, find out how marijuana is really helping Parkinson's patients. And we whisk you away to Cambodia for an amazing 420 vacation spot. I'm Anna Fessmeyer, and News in the Weeds starts right now. Another exciting adventure of fighting editor Steve Wilson of the Illustrated Press. Freedom and justice against the forces of violence and evil. Hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Davin. And this is News in the Weeds. Well, if you want to get arrested in New York for smoking pot, I suggest you go to Harlem, especially if you're black or Hispanic. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, because it, uh, the news is in. Two times more arrests in Harlem than there are on the Upper East Side. And why is that? Well, Scott Pringle from NBC News is going to tell you right now. Councilman Donovan Richards points to stats showing minorities make up most of the weed smoking arrests. If you are black and smoke marijuana, you go to jail. And if you are white and smoke marijuana, you still go to Yale. Well, Council Speaker Corey Johnson, he wants marijuana legalized, but says until then, police should issue summonses as opposed to arresting pot smokers. People are being forced to miss work and miss out on time with their family over a low-level marijuana arrest. Something is very wrong with our public policy. Well, Mayor de Blasio responded saying the NYPD will reform enforcement. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Meanwhile, on the West Coast, we've got this grassroots campaign in California that's helping the homeless. It's called Weed the Homeless. Does this mean we got to buy the homeless free weed now? You do not have to do anything. Why is it always we? Because you to? know there are people going, wait, my tax dollars are going to spend money on the homeless so they can have weed. Well, you know, maybe their tax dollars should have gone to maybe educating people about the damage of opioids, what they can do to you before. Or they became homeless from paying all those bills for diseases that, you know, the doctor said they had. Okay, so what does weed the homeless do? It's exactly what it says. You're going to put weed in the hands of these people who have been ravaged by opioids, who have been, you know, gone from society because they cannot work. They cannot, you know, see straight from all the damage. And they're actually giving them a place to stay, food to eat, clothing to wear. And weed to smoke. Well, the biggest thing is getting off of opioid usage. And one of the activists, Jackie Spoonseller, who heads off Weed the Homeless, uh, has something to say about that. If you look at places where they have legalized recreational cannabis, the levels of people overdosing from hard drugs and usage have gone down substantially. And this marks the fifth week that locals in the area that she's in have uh, donated all their time, resources, food, clothing to the program. And that's all over Los Angeles and San Diego. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yep, it is. And now, the big deal of the week. This is a big one. Congressional committee passes an amendment, and it's going to protect medical marijuana, and it's going to go against Jeff Sessions. Woohoo! Anything against Jeff Sessions, I'm all about. I know, right? Well, all right, so what specifically <laughs> is this doing? Explain to us. Okay, well, when we had the beloved Obama. Yes. Yes, we, that's oh. how. It... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he, put, he put in place the... Uh, Rohrabacher Blumenauer Amendment. That say, is a mouthful. Say it five times fast. 
Rohrabacher Blumenhauer. Rohrabacher Blumenhauer. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Technically, the amendment is known as the Joyce Amendment. That's what they want to put together. The Joyce Amendment. All right. We already have it, which I just said, and I pronounced like five times fast, or at least Almost. two and a half. Yeah. And tell everybody what that does. Well, the Joyce Amendment is going to be attached to the Department of Justice budget, okay? And it's a little tiny. We're going to just attach that right there for the 2019. We don't want you spending any more money that has to do with prosecuting people in places and states where it's already legal. No, Jeff, you're not going to do it. Oh, because he wants to go all around and just uh, and get rid of all the good marijuana or the bad marijuana smoking people. This is a great new effort. I mean, it really indicates that the GOP is taking it seriously and they're maybe willing to bend a little bit slightly on the issue of marijuana well here's why they need to get their votes up and they know that if they can like uh, go easy on the pot smokers of america they may get some of those you know leaning uh, you know conservative people that are moderates right now <sighs> i'm just saying they'll at this point it's anything to get votes come 2018 oh i'm sorry do you think that was a sigh i was actually in- exhaling my pot <laughs> <sighs> No, well, so the Joyce Amendment passing the House is going to take a little bit of an effort. I mean, it really is. I mean, we're, we're hoping this is going to be good news. It sounds like good news. And the bill has managed to get through the committee, which is Republican-controlled. So hopefully, you know, it will go on and be approved. We can only hope of such a thing. The Department of Justice, the budget, they looked at it and they're like, okay, here's the deal. This would expire next year. Okay, and um, the Joyce Amendment, Uh because it has to be renewed because that's the way it is with marijuana. You know, it's like freaking car insurance, not insurance. What what do you call it? Your um, excise tax or whatever. You have to always pay them. Yeah, registration fees. It's like a registration of pot. Right, right, right. The amendment is up. We have to look at it again. Is marijuana still what we think? You know, and so evil people don't smoke it, like Jeff Sessions has have said. So is it going to be enough to push the little elf to make a decision that's worthy of something? Or, I mean, you know, they're trying to, you know, protect this. It's medical marijuana here. We're not talking even recreational. Right. What do you think? Right. Do you think it's going to pass? I don't think it's going to pass because uh, if Trump has anything to do with it, he's going to kibosh anything that makes any common sense. And, and they're going to find a way to spend the money to be able to to be able to persecute people as much as they see fit, uh, as long as they think their base is going to uphold that, mm-hmm. and it's a strong enough force that they're going to be able to lean on. Then that's mm-hmm. what they're going to do. However, if they see their base dwindling away and they think that they can get votes by getting some of the moderate people who may lean more GOP ish by them being you know uh, keeping this amendment so they can't persecute you know people with marijuana and so forth, then they may go for it. That's my thoughts. It's all going to be, on whatever it benefits the GOPers is what's going to happen. Okay. Well, you might have touched on something that is probably going to be actually something that will work with cannabis. Because the GOP these days are not very friendly on things that make uh, the president you know, happy or Jeff Sessions happy. Now, the president has already said that he's not going to mess with anything. You already said it, but... Oh, oh. Oh, it's good I can trust his word. Thank goodness he said it. That means it's going to happen. What? Is that a pig flying outside? (laughs) I didn't know. All right, so here's what it is. For those of you who don't really, who have heard the word said, who remember, you know, when Obama was was in charge, what this is going to do, basically, the only thing that the Joyce Amendment will do is it's going to be attached to the Department of Justice budget for the fiscal year of 2019. So this would mean that any of the money that that's already been appropriated to go against, you know, uh, getting, you know, anybody in jail, prosecuting anybody for kind of, you know, marijuana. Right. Uh, and now this is marijuana. We're talking right. like someone was out and sold it and wasn't, you right. know, didn't. No, I get it. Go ahead. Okay. In states where it's already legal. Yeah. 
Please go to your voting polls. Once again, this is going to be on your ballots. There is going to be marijuana questions. There's going to be, you know, because with this fall. So we're going to get to vote on whether the Joyce Amendment stays or goes? No, we really don't have to get a vote on that. That is definitely a Department of Justice thing. Okay, because you know they're going to do whatever they can do. What I'm saying to you is never forget that it starts out with small increments. That means vote for congressmen. Vote for, you know, the councilmen. That, that, you know. Support the Joyce Amendment, which uh, uh, prohibits the DOJ from spending extra extra money on persecuting people. You got to start little. Right? You got to start little. Yes, and I'm you got to start okay. in your own town. Okay. Yeah, 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 spell it out. Okay. Start in your own town. Look for the people that are standing behind, you know, what you want. Right. And this November, you know, I just knocked on wood. That was good. Yeah. yeah. That was actually my head. That was not a sound effect, guys. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, all right. Get on there. Follow these people. See what they're doing. You know, send messages. Get involved in other words. Mm-hmm. And that's the big deal. Grill it, dry it, roll it, bake it, dab it, vape it, how to make it. It is good. Now we're cooking. This week I thought with the royal wedding and everything, we could go for something Englishy. <laughs> and definitely scrumptious for that morning breakfast or brunch. I know it's too late to do it today, but you can do it tomorrow morning. So what did I pick? Well, what about orange and chocolate chip marijuana scones? Seems appropriate enough, right? You've got a little bit of orange, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of scone, mix it together. Seems like a perfect match, doesn't it? Wink, wink. Okay, let's get going. So scones, well, better like sweet biscuits. In the United States, we treat them as something that you have with fried chicken or fish or just delicious biscuits. Yum. Who doesn't like them? But um, in England, they started out as yummy, delicious, sweet and fruity and nutty scones. So today we're going to turn them all sweet and nutty again and infuse them with the delicious cannabis butter. Your ingredients are going to be two cups of all-purpose flour, one tablespoon of baking powder, half a teaspoon of salt, three tablespoons of sugar, four tablespoons of cannabis-infused butter, can of butter, one tablespoon of unsalted butter. That's right, more butter. Mmm, are you loving it? One cup of chocolate chips, yum. One cup of heavy cream, two tablespoons of coarse raw sugar, grated zest from one orange, a fourth of a cup of fresh squeezed orange juice, one tablespoon of lemon juice, Two teaspoons of butter, more butter, one cup of confectionery sugar. You gotta have it. Yum, delicious powder. (laughs) Okay, so these scones have a glaze that is going to be the orange juice, the lemon juice, and the butter, and the sugar. And it's unbelievably wonderful because let me tell you, it just comes out as this most zingy and sweet and delicious, especially with the chocolate chips. Oh, to die for. So let's preheat that oven to 400 degrees. There's a lot of fours in this recipe, which is really awesome. 400 degrees, and now you're going to coat a baking sheet with maybe a silicone pad, or you can use the parchment paper. That's good, too. There's a lot of butter in this recipe, so the parchment paper is super cool, or the mat, because you just, you know, you don't want it to stick to your pan, you know, and start burning. It is so easy to make these with a food processor. But I understand if you don't have one, you can use a couple of forks or a pastry cutter and you're all set to go. So you're going to place the flour, the baking powder, the salt and the sugar in a bowl. 
or the bowl of a food processor. And then you're going to pulse to combine. Add the butter and the can of butter and pulse to combine until the butter is incorporated. You're not going to go crazy with this. You just want coarse crumbs looking like, you know, just breadcrumbs in there. Perfect. The object is to process the dough as little as possible. You don't want to really mess with it. Just like you're making biscuits. You know, you're doing it with cold butter. You're doing, you really just want to, you know, incorporate it. You don't want to start melting and making mush. Okay, so transfer the mixture to a medium bowl. If you don't have a food processor, just take the two forks, just back and forth until it just alternates, you know, the dough from fork to fork and blends it for you or a pastry blender. You can get a pastry blender at any big box shop, you know. Okay, so cut the butter into the dry ingredients, like I said, until the mixture resembles coarse crumbs, just like you would with food processor. So you're basically pulsing, but with your forks. Okay, gently fold the chocolate chips into this batter. Like I said, you don't want to overwork it. Okay. After the chocolate chips are all incorporated, you're going to make a little well in the center of your dough, right in the bowl there. And you're going to add the heavy cream and then you're going to gently fold everything together. Okay. Till it's all incorporated. Again, no heavy mixing. Take your time. Go slow. Maybe, you know, have a little, uh, a little treat beforehand. (laughs) You know, before the 420, get it going, get relaxed so you don't overwork that dough. All right. So now what you're going to do is turn the dough out on a lightly floured surface. Okay. And you're going to press it together till you get a rectangle shaped log. It's going to be about 12 inches by about three inches across. You're going to cut that log into half and then half again so that you have four equal squares. And each of those squares are like little sandwiches. So I want you to give me triangles. Okay. I'm the kid with the triangle section sandwiches. Cut those little squares like you would little sandwiches to make the little triangles. And then put those little triangles on your prepared baking sheet. Brush the top with a little bit of cream. And you're going to place it over and immediately reduce the heat to 375. You're going to bake it for 20 minutes or until lightly browned. So put it in at 4 o'clock. Ah, have it out by 420, right? Okay, remove to a one of the wire racks, you know, that you put cookies on. And while the scones are um, baking, you know, I usually like to do the glaze. So if we go back to while they're in the oven, let's prepare the glaze. Okay, so you're going to mix the orange juice and the lemon juice with the confectionery sugar in a small saucepan over medium to low heat. You're going to stir that and keep stirring it nice and smooth until the sugar is all dissolved and you got this glacy look, which is shiny, shiny. Now you're going to whisk in the butter and the orange zest. Keep whisking till that glaze looks super shiny. After that's all done, now you got the wire rack, you got your scones already on there cooling because we fast forward, woo, 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 everything's baked and your glaze is all done because you did it early. Now you're going to spoon that glaze over the top of your scones, allow the glaze to soak in as much as possible, sprinkle with a little coarse raw sugar, gives it that shiny diamond kind of look on top, but you don't have to if you don't want to. But man, come on, you're going all the way with all this sugar and butter. It's got to do it the right way, right? So get the coarse sugar, sprinkle it right on top and serve those warm or you can serve them cool. You can have them, you know, later for lunch or later for dessert or for snack. But uh, I'm telling you, these are absolutely delicious. Whether you do them in the afternoon for your 420 or whether you do them in the morning for your breakfast and your wake and bake, it is totally worth it. Now you can take on the day the English way, or at least the American way with a little English twist. Whatever the case, these are delicious. Enjoy them. 
The Green Rush is sweeping the country. The weed marijuana is grown in every state in the union. And we're talking to the high and mighty. Yes, it really pays to advertise. On American 420. We all know that there are so many businesses that have come out of green money, and there will be a lot more. Too. Oh, yeah. Huge green rush. Okay. What about real estate? Now you're speaking my language. I know. I know I would get something out of you. Real estate advisors are becoming one of the biggest cannabis businesses that is growing with the United States. Real estate advisors? Advisors. Okay. Now, 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 get this. They're real estate agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're investment bankers that are also grouping up with real estate agents, becoming a nice company, a nice warm company, which includes someone that can tell you how much you can invest, someone that can tell you where to invest it, someone that can tell you exactly what you're looking for. Now, 35 years ago, you'd be hard-pressed to, to find something that was established that you could go in and you could either sell the cannabis, grow the cannabis, do anything with it. Now, as a real estate agent, it's funny you mention that because we had to do some continuing education recently, and mm-hmm. they warned us on the fact that because it's still federally illegal, that if you're involved with grow operations and so forth that your licenses and stuff could be in jeopardy should they decide to prosecute someone with green, uh, you know, cannabis-related real estate. Well, you know, you got companies like 420 Properties, which will not only find your properties, like that, you know, but will also find the people that will help you get your business on track and eliminate all the challenges that you have with feds and everything else that comes along. Interesting. Yes. Now, these companies are really growing because not only are they giving you advice, they're also giving you the properties. They're listing them. They're They're seeking them. They're actually listing the properties for sale and everything. That's their whole niche. Oh, you got it. And I'm talking about acreages. We're talking about buildings. I'm assuming this is only in like your your really uber-friendly states like Colorado, California, etc. You would be under the right assumption, my friend. Yes, okay. Yes, of course. It comes down to it where you have to do it in a state where it's legal to do these businesses. But, but still federally illegal, so you could be, I mean, these property companies. That's where the lawyers come in. Okay. That's where you start to have a headache, right? Just smoke your indica, my friend, and call these property advisors, real estate advisors. So fun. Right under the line. Right on the line. You see that? But you said they have real estate licenses. They do. They're real estates, but they are advising you on how to purchase (laughs) your property that you need. Right. Okay. Okay. I found one of the people that is doing it. It's not even people. It's a couple in Boulder. They've gone into it, into the industry together. Isn't that cute? Do you want to do that? Do you oh, want to like, go together? Do you like, want to do this? Like uh, pot uh, realtors, uh, Santa Clarita diet style? Marijuana gonna... consultants are growing by the right. leap and bound. Now, yeah. consultants, I said they're going to advise you. Well, these consultants, this man and wife team, um, Canna Advisors, that's what they're called. Okay. And they are a Boulder-based consultancy, and they will tell you exactly what you need for your life. Of course now, they will. Of course they will. But if you need a built high-end home in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, where you can live and you want a little bit of property to grow some things, maybe some tomatoes, or some cannabis, they can help you find the right property for you. Now, they go beyond, over and beyond. How do they go beyond? What do they do? Well, they will find you. He has an electrical engineering degree, so he will find you the perfect facility that's already made up with all the things you need to just jump right in your business and get going, whatever it is you want to do. This comes with 29 power strips in the basement. You're all set to go. Plug mm-hmm. in your lights and grow your butts off. Now, Connecticut and Massachusetts, believe it or not, not California and Colorado right. were the first states to say, let's get this whole Canada Advisors thing. Of course they were. Those are the guys who were like, let's make these bills and these things. <laughs> paperwork, paperwork. We like paperwork. Well, they went up. They started the whole uh, Canada Advisor thing and people just 
glommed onto it. I and think that, I'm going to switch my license over to that. That'll you don't have to. You just become one. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. I'll now you are. Boom. Yes. I officially made you one. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> I love being part of the high and mighty. All right. There you go. Way back before they had organized religion, people had cannabis. No one knows who they were or what they were doing. This is Higher Power on American 420. Going on my English theme, I thought for sure I could find something that was spiritual for higher power and include music and try to include the UK. And I found it. Man, it was right under my nose. The Beatles, of course. The Beatles were in India for a while and it showed. Spiritualism became top on their list and their music showed it. Everything from Across the Universe, Norwegian Wood, with Within You, Without You. That was a big one. Wow, wow, wow. All sorts of of Indian music composed there. The influence was amazing. And they brought back a lot of influence to the States as well, not just with the fashion, with the music, but also the partaking of a lot of pot, man. <laughs> but what was the main thing? Well, George Harrison really found it to be perfect for him. All his life, he had been looking for a more peaceful religion, something that he could really, you know, bank on for the type of man he was. He was raised Catholic and always really liked all the ceremonies and all of that brought the Beatles over to India because he was really, really into the music and all that and thought maybe they'll also like the spiritual side of stuff. And they did for a while. It was a little bit of fun for them. George stuck with it, though. It became part of his life and his religion. Now, one of the things that George Harrison, as well as many newcomers to Hinduism, discover is their love for yoga and meditation. So here's where it gets really interesting for us and how we can do it personally without, you know, having to to convert to Hinduism. Hinduism, of course, very, very rich, layered religion with so much. It's so, the richness and the beauty of it goes, you know, to 1200 BCE. Most of the sacred scriptures in Hinduism, the Vedas, the Book of Knowledge, those collections go back, some texts written in Sanskrit from about 1200 BCE to about 100 CE. And so with that came meditation as number one, meditation as how to find your higher power, meditate, learn who you are, relax, pray, you know, what, however you see fit to speak to the higher power, meditation, big key in here. The yoga aspect, really getting in touch with your body. Your body is housing your spirit. So take care of it, stretch, learn who you are, learn to take care of yourself. It's all going back to feel and to touch. And then the chakras, aligning your chakras. And guess what's good for that? That's right, marijuana. Take a guess, you got it. All right, so marijuana being ingested, you know, smoke-wise for rituals going back a long, long time. Does it help align your chakras? Apparently it does. Opening up your chakras, aligning them, each one, because you're all relaxed. And if you sit in meditation and learn how to hit each one and pray on each one, opening them up, as they open, you're releasing more of your psychic abilities and more relaxation and finding out who you truly are. So this week, I hope I open the door just slightly to, uh, you know, Hinduism and how you know, marijuana can play a huge part in relaxation and learning from the Brahmins that, you know, that come with, you know, all the rituals, quote unquote, that come from Hinduism and maybe listening to some Beatles music this weekend and partaking. I hope you find your higher power. 
Working day and night, talking to everyone in the entertainment industry, both real and fictional. Overstepping the boundaries set by hundreds of agents and publicists. Ignoring every restraining order to bring you the whole truth loosely wrapped in lies. This is Hollyweed. This week in Hollyweed, I thought I would stay with the royal theme and go with Miss Meghan Markle's new strain of marijuana. What? She's got a new strain? Notice how I did that really quickly. Get it in there. Hold on. Merkel's marijuana? It's actually her half-nephew's business. Half-nephew or half-nephew's... Oh, half-nephew. Half-nephew. It's her half-brother's son. There's always some, like, fringe family member that, like, has some sort of business going on that, like, somehow capitalizes on some celebrity, you know? Right. I know. But this is not like, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter had his brother who grew peanuts. Right. I mean, this is peanuts. This is... Hot, man. So what's her half-brother's son doing? Well, he has taken Blue City Diesel and Blueberry Northern Lights and a third secret strain, and he's going to put together a beautiful hybrid. Uh, yeah, Meghan Markle hybrid. We get it. We get I got it. it. We you get worked it. the joke in there. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. All right. So, and uh, High Times Cannabis Cup is coming up on June 2nd. Big event, of course, for all us stoners. Stoners. And uh, Northern California is where it takes place. And he is going to bring out his new strain to show to everyone. He says, you know, uh, licensed medical marijuana, it's, you know, it's growing and I want to be part of it. And, you know, I hear that Prince Harry is a real partier. So if he wants to come out to my property and I will show him all the benefits because it's highly illegal in England, by the way. So what's the uh, what's her half brother's son naming uh, Meghan Markle's marijuana? Markle Sparkle. Of course it is. Yeah, you got it. Hook me up with some of that Marco Sparco, (laughs) y'all. Any idea how much they're going to be charging for Marco Sparco? Is it like a royal Dude, no. Uh Uh-uh, no. No, He doesn't even have it. He hasn't introduced it yet. He's still working on it. It's in the works. Okay. All right. Quiet, yo. No, we're not keeping it. That's how he's marketing no, the whole thing. Oh, man. There's a secret <laughs> to it, yo. He does say that with all this, you know, uh, the nuptials coming up and it all worked out kind of convenient. Whatever, dude. You know you're marketing that stuff. You know you are. I just Come want on. one of those gift baskets now. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's the award show. Oh, gosh. Okay. Are all you right. ready to move on? Yes. What's up with Snoop? You got your Snoop? Well, nothing's up with Snoop. You know, just the same old, same old with him. But, but Whoopi well, Goldberg did go seek his advice. His business advice, because she really wanted to put her products out there. Now, everyone knew she had her product going out there. It's uh, Whoopi and Maya is the name of the company. Maya is uh, a, a Maya Elizabeth is one of the leading um, recreational marijuana experts. OK, she's got products. She is the founder of all the all female Northern California edible marijuana products cooperative. If you smoke, you can't say it. Right. You got to take in like a deep breath. You know what I'm saying? To say all that. But she got together and she started these edibles, you know, to get together with this company. We started creating edibles that were, you know, women friendly. Does that make any sense? Whoopi's Women products. are going to like it. Well, right. Maya. And then she got together with Whoopi and Whoopi's I like, I want a part in this. Yeah. I want bath products. I want, you know, stuff I can smoke. Because you know I smoke it. I used to smoke it with Ted Danson of all course. the time. And she probably keeps smoking it so she didn't strangle a bitch on The View. Well, the market, at, at this market, which is worth right now, the national market, $5.7 billion. That's green money. Yeah, going yeah, yeah, in. yeah. You right. got to take a bite out of that. Of course. And so that's where uh, she was going with that. You can, can't get the products outside of California and now Colorado. It's the only place you can get them. So why don't you write your congressman, get those bills passed, so you can have the products in your state too. That's right? what we need. They're we wonderful need. bath products, wonderful massage products, stuff for cramps. You okay. Know? Oh yeah, it's right. definitely geared towards women. Whoopi knows what she's doing. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Okay. So uh, in the news as well is uh, products that are being produced by, uh, you know, high, high-end high people like Tommy Chong have been dependable because we know what we're getting. I mean, you want quality, man. You want Chong. You do want Chong. Oh, oh my gosh. Have you seen the packaging? I know what I'm talking about, man. Do you have seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Tommy Chong's product. Beautiful. The glass is all just done and it's beautiful with the black lettering. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you don't just throw away. Too bad it's just an audio podcast. You could show it off, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, my blog's going to be up soon enough, and people can look at all this really cool stuff. But you can go to these links. You can go, I'm part of it, man. I got the app and everything, you know. <laughs> Downloaded it last week. Chong forever. So, anyway, go there. So tell me more about his stuff, though. The, the- well, his stuff ranges from everything. I mean, he's got vaping. He's got product. He's got pre-rolls. Everything you'd expect. But beyond that, once you get the app, it's like Tommy's just talking to you. And it's you need, you need Uncle Tommy to talk to you once in a while. It goes beyond that. He tells you exactly who to contact about dosing and about, you know, he recovered from cancer. So he right. knows a thing or two about disease. So you can go and find these links on his web page. You can find recipes that he loves and his like been making forever, man. And it's all natural. It's what you come to expect from Tommy Chung. All right, cool. That's what's going on in Hollywood. With new strains every day. Blue carpet treatment. Purple Kush. Barney Green. Blueberry. Raspberry. Belvedere. Some of that sticky, icky, icky, icky. We're here to help you sort them out. This is the Token Critic. It's awesome. On American 420. I thought we'd stick with royalty, but I went, of course, I'm a little silly, so I thought I would go royal, but I went with King Kong Kush. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I thought of royalty, and then somehow I got off track, and I thought of Tom Hiddleston, and then I thought of King Kong, the movie, which I watched the other night with my husband, and I thought, man, King Kong Kush is awesome, because that's the way we think, right? Okay, this stuff is great, A. You're looking at 80% indica, 20% sativa. King Kong is a cross between Buddha cheese and White Widow reversed. Okay, it is true to its name. I mean, King Kong, especially the potency on this thing. The reviews, I mean, go to them. Everyone's like, my God, <laughs> I got totally wasted. Like, instantly. It's it's like that. Yeah, it's that good. Now, uh... The buds are a little smaller than it suggests, and it's a, a leafy appearance is a little greener than most people say. They say green, but when you look at it, it's very dark, very dark, very earthy, you know, lots of skunk tones, that kind of thing, and pungency. There will be pungent, so keep it closed and, you know, out of prying eyes, if that's what you need to do. <laughs> okay, so great for insomnia, anxiety, lack of appetite, severe PMS. This is great for veterans or anyone suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. The one thing you will get is a possible dry mouth and some bloodshot eyes, but that's something that comes with a lot of, you know, pot smoking, I think. This is something that is uh, definitely a super plant, and it's great. It, the market on it, it sells Amazingly, everyone has something great to say about it. It really is a super plant. And if you need it for medicine, then, you know, recreation is one thing, but the medicine behind this is amazing. So even if you're doing it for recreational purposes, how about that? It's going to help you with some things maybe you didn't even know you had. Okay, so legal in most markets, commonly found California, Colorado, Arizona, Washington State, British Columbia is where you can find them. And uh, yes, the seeds are out there and plentiful. 
So if you want euphoric, focused, happy, relaxed, that's definitely for you. If your flavors are not tangy, woody, herbal, pine, and skunky, then this isn't for you. If you're one of those taste people, if you can't get over the taste, you won't get over this. It's very pungent. It's very skunky. There's a lot of sourness there, a lot of spicy. So, you know, but, you know, if you're really trying to get over something that is... You know, hindering you like muscle spasm, nausea, appetite, migraines, depression, like I said, anxiety, arthritis, chronic pain of any kind, then this is definitely something you have to try. You have to try at least once and then get back to me about it. Remember, I'm straining my brain so you don't have to strain yours and finding you the best strain. Cannabis has been ahead of the medical curve for centuries. Doctor. 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 And Dr. Jane is bringing it back. Doctor. Doctor. And Doctor. On American 420. Today on Dr. Jane, we are going to be speaking about Parkinson's disease. Uh, Parkinson's is a progressive, permanent condition that affects the nervous system. Ten million people around the world suffer from Parkinson's today. And over time, what happens to the body is stiffness and you become much slower. The development of the brain kind of stops. Dopamine stops working in the brain, stops producing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the production of dopamine stops in the brain. And then with that, everything else starts to happen. The tremors, the memory loss, Agitation, anxiety, depression, everything that comes along with it. Yeah, I had a grandfather with uh, Parkinson's. Yeah. And uh, he, he got really bad there towards the end, as, as everybody does with that, unfortunately. Well, marijuana is one of the alternative treatments. And in Tel Aviv, the University of Tel Aviv, they have conducted um, a study that they did with 40 different um, patients of Parkinson's. Over the 40 weeks that they did it, they found out that things changed drastically for 80% of those patients. Really? How so? Um, well, they were all at different stages, of course. And um, they did uh, different methods of medication for them with marijuana at different stages, different hours, and then dosing as well with indica, sativa. They basically did chemistry Every day with these patients and, and they saw what was happening from day to day, how much to give them and what the results were that after they gave it to them. Now, we all know that, you know, marijuana does the things like you have pain relief, reduced tremors, better uh, sleeping quality. They always tell you, you know, for Parkinson's. But what they found out was the main thing that helped the most was the attitude change, the the mood, the you mood of the person, the depression, the anxiety that started to subside right away. Like, really? Yeah. Mm, okay, makes sense. Okay, well, with all that and the effects of um, how you have this muscle relaxing effect from cannabis, all of a sudden your brain takes hold of, you know, the, the, the cannabis and starts to actually work in a backwards way. In other words, okay, people with Huntington's disease and Parkinson's, their brain is working in a different way. Right. And um, so parts of their brain is making up for the parts that already don't work. Oh, I so, see. So it's like the, it's like it's uh, shifting the brain functions around, you know, to auxiliary right. power. Or and that's where you get like, people with Huntington's and Parkinson's, yeah. where all of a sudden you're talking to your, you know, your loved one, and they they get ticked off, like 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 boom, they just go right, you know, and and it, they go into a different personality. It's almost like a, a schizophrenic type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, they found that um, most of the patients after they had medicated. They found that the person had come back down to to just being them. Still, there was some low-grade tremor, mm -hmm. but they could hold things. They could walk. They could speak. They Their memory came back. And the best part of all was the lockjaw. 
was not there. Do you have any idea if Michael J. Fox is on this stuff to help him with his Parkinson's? He has never admitted to taking marijuana, but he's admitted to taking alternative medicine that is helping him. Which means he's on marijuana, right? I don't know. Well, if it's alternative, I mean, what else would I they say? I think it is, because last time I saw him in an interview, it was about it was about this. It was about alternative medicine, Parkinson's. Right, 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 exactly. He was hitting it hard because I know a research lot of, and... Yeah, because a lot of those synthetics things they, that they give those patients do terrible things to them. Now, here's the so. thing, is with Huntington's disease, which, of course, it shuts down your brain in little passages, and Parkinson's, which the same type of thing starts to happen, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um... The one thing that this research, I was looking at it and going back in time to like the 1850s, uh, you know, cannabis was readily used on everything on our shelves in every pharmacy. Okay. It came out of England where they were using it readily in Ireland. Here, and, kids, here's a lollipop full of cannabis. Have and, it. and everybody was being cured. You know, right. oh, look, I have a toothache. You right. know, cannabis, right, Reginald, right. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. In 1942, can't use it anymore. And then in the 1970s, all this research is being done and they came up with Marinol, which of course was the very first. Um, type of med that they started giving people when they had chemotherapy to help help uh, nausea come back nausea mm-hmm. right right so that was given to them and then um, a lot of things for like HIV AIDS came into play and uh, all of a sudden you started hearing about you know um, sesament sesament was given to people to um, to help with AIDS and to help with all the side effects. Now, these are all synthetics that you're talking about. Uh, for the most part, they are. They have THC in them, but they were developed, not with that in mind, they were developed as a FDA-regulated drug. So only part of the plant can be used, right? Right, right. And the rest has to be a synthetic type of, you know. Because God forbid we use the whole damn plant. Well, one thing that is on the market um, Sativix is what it's called, is a spray. And that spray is THC and CBD and can be placed in your mouth. And that has been given to cancer patients these days. Awesome. And Great. Readily available now with cancer uh, research and all that is all these products. And that's that's the full-on real deal thing. It's not all synthetic. No. Okay. Now, cannabis, the elements of this that are being given to uh, people with Parkinson's disease, uh, the THC levels in it have to be really, really high, and they have to the cannabinol has to be there as well. It has to have everything in it. Okay, so it has to have your CBDs, it has to have your THC, it has to be based, and they they did you know all the stuff to see where the the cannabinol the, the receptors in the brain were taking place. So they would look every day at the patients, look what was taking place, right. and then readily imagine that give them a prescription. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. (laughs) That went exactly with the way they felt and how it did all those 40 weeks. That is genius. Imagine that. And they left the clinic with their weed happily walking home and and acting Without the tremors and shakes and all that. You know what? This is just, come on now. Let's just leave Are you really telling anybody anything that our audience doesn't already kind of know or at least suspect? No, but this is in Tel Aviv. This is in Israel. This is happening all over the world. People are opening up their eyes. It is time for the United States to start accepting all these things, do more uh, diligence, get more uh, clinics done. Right. Well, the thing is, I mean, not to turn this into a big political conversation, but the but the bigger issue is, as long as it's a Schedule One drug, there's a lot of uh, colleges and research facilities that can't get funding to even research how much more cannabis can do for people in medical situations. I would like to live. I would like to not have the diseases that were passed on from my mother, my father. So in that, I'm going to go and go in that booth. I'm going to press that button. I'm going to pick the person who says, yes, I want this study. And I'm going to say, you know, screw you to the rest of them that don't allow me to live my life the way I'm supposed to live. And God bless America. And that is Dr. Jane. Need a break and want to get away for a while? 
Here's what you need to know about traveling to 420-friendly events and destinations. Cambodia's only coastline is the place to be when it comes to partying down and having delicious cannabis grown right there. That is exclusively Kampot-grown sativa. It is available with no real calyx structure. It contains seeds, but boy, it is delicious. And if you want something of the higher grade, you're going to get that too. Fully formed calyx structures with golden tones, red hairs, unbelievable Right, for the picking. And when I say for the picking, everybody does. The prices are going to be wildly varied. So uh, look for someone who can give you something for about 20 bucks uh, for about five grand back. That's a standard. If they start charging you more, come on down. It's time for you to haggle. <laughs> now, haggling in Kampot comes with everything, a place to stay even. But if you want to go with someplace that's already developed, a beach resort, you're going to pay about $200. If you want a hotel, 25 bucks a night will probably get you a good hotel to stay. And what do you eat? How about everything? It's absolutely delicious. Everything's fresh from the ocean. Lots of vegetables, fresh vegetables, lots of rice. So it's there's something there for everybody. Honestly, you can grab a bag of herb for and go to the beach, 20 bucks for herb, a beautiful dinner for under 10 bucks. I mean, we're talking like fresh gourmet food for under $10. And about a mile out of town, you can have all that at the beaches of Autres. It is awesome. Autres Beach number one, quarter mile strip with little bungalows. And some of the rooms are named aptly last hippie standing, mushroom point. They're all shaped like little mushrooms. So that's kind of cute. There's lots of bars that are going to sell you stuff right from their counter. And when I say stuff, I mean edibles, hash, grass, everything you can think of right there. You can even find cheaper accommodations um, if you want it when you talk to the locals. Talk to the locals. They'll find you a place to stay if you're, you know, if your budget is not quite where it needs to be because you spent it all on edibles that day now if you want to have a rave don't worry they're there in the jungle every night it's amazing it is definitely party central it never stops over on ultra speech number two colony of hippies doing it really strong with all the marijuana products they're farming it they're teaching people how to cultivate uh, newest and latest techniques and it's definitely paradise and there's more to it than just the beach you can go and take a tour of the temples of Angkor Wat are considered among the greatest ruins in the world countries natural wonders amazing we've got rainforests and the Mekong River the world's largest and mountains filled with with bears, crocodiles, tigers, and all sorts of different um, animal rescues and places that you can visit. It's amazing. So if you're really looking for something that's based in nature and will take you somewhere that is just so exotic that you're just in it and you feel like you're part of the landscape, then definitely toking up and having a 420 moment in Cambodia is the place for you.